There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. You ever get that feeling the walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating you? You crave some wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe in a spot all your own. Well, head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, streams, you name it. Search by acreage. You can search by location. You can search by the kind of hunting and fishing you're dreaming of. Land.com. It is where the adventure begins. What's up, y'all? I'm KC. And I'm Tyler. And this is another Big Buck Breakdown from the Element Podcast. Brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras. All right, so now on the phone, we've got Chancey Walters with Whitetail Adrenaline. Dude, what is happening, man? Not much, man. Just here actually framing a bunch of my artwork to uh, get shipped out for Christmas presents. I uh, definitely last minute again this year. So yeah. Trying yeah. to get everything framed up. Do you roll last minute usually, or is that like, <clears throat> is that a chancy thing? Or Say that again now. <clears throat> Do you roll last minute? Like, is that a chancy thing that, you know, you're yeah, always... Yeah, I mean, I just make stuff happen last minute. Yeah, that's what yeah. I do. I mean, I got too many things going on. I got to be last minute or else, or else, uh, I, you know, that's how it is. Like I literally, I've been, I've been, uh, fishing and, and hunting and it's either put all that stuff away and don't fish and hunt and, you know, get work done or go do that and then do, do whatever I need to do to get done last, you know, get everything done last minute. Dude, that's what I do, that's the white tail bum life, you know, priorities, man. That's right. <laughs> that's I, uh, right. I hear I you, get, dude. Yeah. I get so many people that are like, they're like, uh, you know, I mean, we never have time to do anything. Well, <laughs> you got to figure out how to make time. That's right. Stay awake longer. You I've know, been a, <laughs> been a professional doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've heard, we've heard through the grapevine. That's how you roll. So I just wanted to ask yeah. you that kind of in jest. But, uh, dude, uh, yeah. you've had, um, you you had uh, earlier, I guess this season, you had a. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much a monster come by you in, in my book, at least uh, in in Iowa there, man. And um, you know, a lot of people were <clears throat> very interested in that buck, man. Lots of support I saw on social media and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Have you known about this buck very long? You've been chasing this deer a couple of years, or is this just something that uh, you know happened? The the history deal with me, you know, hunting deer that I know about, I don't do that no more. Sure. I just I'm so dang busy. I just hop right into hunting, take deer there, and you just go out there and. You know, chase whatever, 
whatever nature gives you, you know. If you see a big buck, you go after him. If you don't see one, you got to keep hunting harder. But I, uh, that deer, I didn't know about him. Um, I just have some key pieces of public that I always just, you know, check out. And I drive and drive and glass and glass. And, and um, you know, we came across the deer. It was real low light the first time I seen him. And he didn't look that big. But he looked like a shooter. I mean, I was going to shoot him. But, uh, yeah, he was he's a beautiful animal. Yeah. So... This, um, you know, I'll get you to tell you, tell me exactly where this deer is later <laughs> off the air, but, uh, this is, um, th- this is property that you've hunted before though, is what you're saying. Like something that you yeah, go and look all, at. Yep. Public hunting. And, uh, I got two or three big areas that I kind of, that I, that I really look over and they're always usually one or two good bucks around there. I just got to get an eyeball them in the right situation. They'll slide in and kill them. Yeah. So how but, do you, uh, how are you getting yeah. that eyeball on them? Like, is it from the truck or are you, are you actually yeah, yeah, going I out? ain't leaving my... For, for the most part, you know, unless I wanted to go in and do a little rattle setup or something like that, I ain't leaving my truck, but I'm driving around drinking hot cocoa and eggnog until I spot a bacon. <laughs> That's an okay. Iowa thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, here, here's the deal. A lot of people are like, man, you, I, I grew up hunting out of tree stands. I spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours, full day sets, and I killed a lot of big bucks doing that, but this is this is what turns me on now, mm-hmm. and this is what I this is what I do, and and to do be successful at this, you got to put hundreds and hundreds of miles in driving and glassing and spotting for that right situation or moment to be able to slide in on a mm-hmm. on a good one, you know, on yeah. public. So tell us like kind of how the events transpired to like like lead you in to want to make a play on this deer. Well, I seen him uh, probably the second day of the I started hunting, and we had a new cameraman in in town. He's out of uh, Hollywood. He's filmed a bunch of really cool stuff. And he was filming me because Matt couldn't film me. He was out in Colorado elk hunting, which Matt is Jim Shockey's cameraman. He's by far the best, one of the best cameramen in the in the country, hunting wise, hands down. I put him up against anybody, but he's phenomenal. We're cruising, and it was getting pretty low light, and spotted a deer come out into this bean field on the edge of the public. And uh, I was like, man, that's a good buck, but not enough time to be able to move in on him. You know, it was kind of one of those deals. Hey, we'll come back through here keep an eye on the area. If we catch him in the right spot, I'll slide in and kill him, you know? And, uh, it happened, uh, the day or two later, mm-hmm. um, I'm driving down the road and actually had two cameramen had the new guy, Eric and, and my buddy, Dan Burns that runs around with me quite a bit, good buddy of mine. And he was running the bigger camera to get, you know, a different angle. We were kind of doing a double camera uh, deal. So he could set back and then film, me and the other cameraman move in is going to be kind of a cool angle. But, uh, anyway, Dan looked up on the hill. He's like, there, there's a big buck up there. And I'm like, where, you know, and it was just right between two little trees. Like, I don't know how he did spot spot the thing, but it was meant to be. <laughs> and I instantly put the binos up on him and yep. Shooter, you know, 160 plus. Golly. And, uh, which I'll shoot. Trust me. I'll shoot. Uh, I, Pretty much, if I seen if I were to see a 145 plus eight point, I'm going after him. Mm-hmm. If I see an upper 50s, 10, I'm I'm just I'm not hunting. You know, obviously I want to shoot a mature deer, but I mean most of the deer that get up that age, they're going to be you know, most of them are going to be around four years old anyway. Mm-hmm. And on public, you got you can't you can't turn that down, or if you're going to be eating the tag, you know. Yeah. So we sure. we instantly I was like get ready, and they ended up <laughs> getting the cameras ready and everything. I mean, I was like we got probably five minutes to be able to get we got to be moving we got to run about half a mile (laughs) 
literally. <laughs> I, I put people through hell. Yeah. When they're filming me. But uh, I took off running and uh, we got up in, in these little, there was a little tree line, a little sapling tree line of these baby oak trees. And I knew where the deer was at. I didn't know where he was going. I don't know if he was just out on the edge doing a scrape or what, but I just knew I had to, doing this ground hunting, it's all about seconds, man. Like, mm-hmm. you wait around for a minute, that might have been the minute to be able to get into position where you could have killed him, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we ended up getting up in there, and I spot a bunch of does and a couple other puke bucks, and I ended up uh, seeing him, and I'm like, we got to move up a little bit further, and we we ended up getting caught in the process by some does. Just They just they didn't see us moving. They just noticed there was something out of place. You know, they walk by that every day. Yeah. You know, they're not they're not stupid. It's like, you know, somebody putting a Christmas tree in your damn living room and you didn't know about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey. So anyways, we <laughs> these these deer were packed on us. There were like four or five toes. They were downwind of us. They weren't smelling us or nothing. They were just noticed we were out of place and we were by these sapling oak trees moving into position and oh my god, it was it was a nightmare. I'm like, it's over. There ain't no way. And then all of a sudden, this, he's walking around there, not even, like, alert. And I'm just like, well, if they're not. he's not showing too much alert. These does are blowing at us and, and stomping and everything. I was like, I'm going uh, to snort wheeze at him whenever I get, you know, get the right moment when the does ain't quite focused on me. Mm-hmm. Just to piss him off because what, the, what goes through his mind, he's out here, he's got a whole herd of does. He's running off little bucks. And then all of a sudden, I throw in a snort wheeze over there. I grunted, actually. I actually grunted at him first. Mm-hmm. And just to let him know there's another buck over there, and all these does are paying attention. You know what I'm saying? It's just like it's just like going to the bar, and you got a chick, and you got her dialed in, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you know, a guy comes in, and all of a sudden, she, she just leaves the moment when you're talking to her or whatever. I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, they were all, they were all, uh, pecked on me so he's like what the hell's going on over there once i grunted you know and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden he got he got postured up and started be bopping around over there rubbing a tree and i was like he's gonna come yeah and whether these does are blown or not and you know i just we just couldn't move you know i mean you know how it is if the deer's locked on you as long as you don't move you're good mm-hmm. they're just trying to they stomp and then they'll act like they're not looking at you and then <laughs> trying to catch you move yeah you know? yeah playing that game you guys been through that jungle but Mm -hmm. yeah one thing we do a lot of and one thing chancy pretty much strictly does is just take off in on the ground on public land and just see what you can find to hunt and shoot now where we're different is something that tyler and i will really practice doing is take an exodus trail camera with us in our backpack like the trek which is a really good public land camera because it's mm, not super cheap so it's junky but it's not super expensive so you're worried about it getting stolen And we'll take that with us, and if we go somewhere, first time in ever, and we see a lot of good sign, we think, man, I'd like to come back here maybe next year and know what's in here, or I'd like to come back in here a month from now. We'll hang that trail camera on, you know, some solid sign, a scrape, or or a good rub line, or just even a good trail near a food source, and come back in and check that thing and really have a good idea what's in there on that public land. So if you're interested in something like that and you need a good trail camera for this holiday season or maybe a good Christmas present to tell the wife about, go check out ExodusOutdoorGear.com. Yeah, anyway, here, here he's come. I start wheezing once he was rubbing or doing the ground scrape over there, postured up and licking his nose, and here he come. He comes straight in, 
Um, a little buck actually it went right through the doors, like ladies move out of the way. <laughs> it was crazy. And he come right up in there and a little buck come before and my cameraman, I, you know, he's off to the right of me. I'm just hoping he's getting everything and making everything happen here. And, and, uh, it's pretty tough doing what we're doing on the ground. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, you don't got a three arm, you're not in a blind, you know, you're not, you're not on a, uh, bipod or nothing. It's, it's free, free handing and you got to keep as steady as you can. It's, it's a nightmare for a cameraman. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Especially. a lot of things went, you know, yeah. Especially our cameraman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, my guy, he was just, you know, he didn't want to mess my hunt up. He's a hell of a cameraman. This guy's he's awesome. Mm-hmm. But he's just never really been on that situation on the ground. And he didn't want to mess my hunt up and, you know, make the wrong move and blow the hunt. But, you know, that's what we're there for. And he did a great job. He didn't capture it as good as he wanted to. And he was pretty bummed out. And I ended up having the camera on the bow and i hit record on it just so i can always i always know that i get something Mm -hmm. and uh i hit record and and uh he ended up uh the the camera jared set it up for me set it up different than what i've known in the past which pretty much just hit hit the button and it'll start recording well i had to hit power and then record well he set it up that way so the bow it didn't get bumped on the bow and record when you're not ready you know Mm mm-hmm and I didn't know that, and I thought it was recording the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't work out. But anyway, it is what it is. It was. It wasn't the best footage, but it, it was a beautiful. He's a beautiful buck, chocolate chocolate rack. Mm-hmm. He ended up taking off, and I thought I hit him just a little bit high. He was quarter and two at about twenty five yards, quarter and two, just zoned in. I and I was. I actually had time to be able to pop the decoy up too when he was messing around doing that spray too. Mm-hmm. So. I was able to get that decoy, so he he come right in there, knowing knowing what's going on. Like, move away, ladies! I'm coming through. I'm gonna run this punk off and get back to business, right? <laughs> yeah. So he ended up uh, when I hit him. I mean, I just I knew I hit him good. I just thought I hit him a little bit, a little bit high in the neck. I thought I I was aiming for the pocket quarter and two, you know, that little mm-hmm. soft spot, mm-hmm. and uh, he was just a little above that. And he took off and never did. Uh, I, I seen him go to kind of, kind of like down in a dip of the bean field, and and I was I was wondering what, you know if he went down right there, but I'm not just gonna go run out there and and you know push him if he is laying out there or whatever. But ended up uh, sliding out there around kind of the outside and just kind of just looking. Never did see him. When I started coming back to my cameraman, all of a sudden he gets up out of this little grassy waterway. Must have seen my ass. I thought he blew past all that, and here he. He's waddling out of there, but he's hurting, you know, he's, he's hunched and, and he's not feeling too good. So I was like, dude, we got to get him overnight. You know, Chancey talked about that quartering two shot on that deer. And that is where a heavy arrow and a sharp broadhead can be imperative. Quartering two on the ground. If you're going to take that shot, um, you know, you're going to hope hopefully you've thought about it and you have the right arrow set up. We've been using the day six arrow stuff this year, uh, the broadheads and the arrows. And, um, I have had complete pass throughs on all four bucks that I've shot this year. Um, including a couple of pretty good quarter away shots that went in back of the ribs. And the last one 
that I had uh, actually came out through the front shoulder slash leg bone, broke it, and came out the other side. So the day six gear arrow setup has been money for us this year. And uh, if you're interested in this ground style of hunting, you're interested in shooting possibly some, uh, you know, different angles other than like just a pure broadside, you might take a look at day6gear.com or give Brian a call to find out more about what you need to get set up with. So we, we gave him overnight and went back in there and found him. He was about 300 yards. He went mm-hmm. about 300 yards. And, uh, yeah, he was a beast, man. I, don't, man. I haven't scored him yet. I'm not a real – I'm not one of those guys that have to have the score of the deer. I just know he was good enough to shoot. He's mm-hmm. 170, you know. Yeah, that's, animal, that's a tank, dude. Beautiful animal. Yeah, freaking yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, I bet, dude. That was Jack for you when that when I saw that picture. It's like dead gum. He got it done, man. But, uh, that's a it's a stud, man. And be on the ground, you know, looking at that thing, eyeball to eyeball is pretty pretty nuts. Um, and it is spooky. It's a spooky feeling, man. And it's oh. a, it, it happens quick, man. You got to almost analyze the situation before it happens because it just takes one. You know, they're there, and you, you got the decoy there, and all of a sudden he's boom, he's looking at you. You got a couple seconds there because all of a sudden you you're coming around the outside of the decoy, and he's just like, you know, there's you got to get them real quick. Like, oh, yeah. There's no waiting for the perfect broadside shot and all that bullshit. It ain't happening. Yeah. What do you do? You know? Like, uh, I, I uh, shot a deer from the ground this year, and uh, mm-hmm. it was it was more of a setup type deal. It wasn't a running gun type deal. But uh, mm-hmm. either way, when you hang in a tree stand, it's pretty easy to kind of, like, get your shooting lanes lined up and all that kind of stuff and, you know, really position yeah. yourself. Oh, How much yeah. thought do you put into making sure you're setting up for a shot, or do you oh, just try to make God. it happen whenever you, you know, you just find a spot? Uh, you know, on a setup, I almost, I'm almost losing my damn mind. <laughs> <laughs> when you guys get this next equal, or this next, next DVD, you're going to you see the deer that I messed up on. Oh, oh no. Would have been the biggest deer of my life, and, uh, you know, it's going to be, you'll, you'll see, it's, it's, it's horrible. Um, it's something that I make fun of a lot of people for doing mm-hmm. what they did and it come back to haunt me, haunt me. So it's, it was, it was a crazy deal. You know, it is what it is. It's just one of those deals where I've, you know, it's the deer that I've waited for my whole life in that, in that perfect situation. And, and, uh, I blew it. Hey. So, but I went back out this year to hunt him, never did steam. I think he died of, of a natural cause or either that or he got poached. Mm-hmm. Never heard of him getting shot, but you're going to freak when you see this thing. Oh, man, that just... So, it was almost, literally, I shot that 170 last year in Iowa, and in like three or four days, I don't know what it was in Iowa, and slid right out there the first day of the hunt, and you'll see how it all plays out. Literally, the first day of the hunt, got there midday, actually left my rattling horns in Iowa, so I was real pissed off about that, went to a coffee shop, borrowed a couple sheds off an old guy in there drinking coffee, followed into his house and literally to my cameraman, I said, I bet I rattle in the biggest deer in my life for these things. And they were like bleached out, hanging on a fence, hollow sounding junk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Golly, man, that's just something else, dude. Chancey was talking about how frantic and hectic it can be sitting up on the ground for a whitetail and how when they're in close like that, it's like you're in a different world and you have to kind of get predictive about your movements and about what the deer is going to do. And really in those situations, everything you can do to keep your mind from being clouded is a good thing. And one of the things that I've done is switch to a hook style release from Cobra Archery. And it has helped me tremendously because I can keep my eyes on the deer while he's walking in, find my D loop 
hook that release in and draw without ever having to look down and, uh, you know, take my eyes off the deer or just take my concentration off of what I needed to be looking at with, you know, shot placement and timing of draw and all that type of thing. So if you need something simple that works to the T as good as something can, go check out CobraArchery.com. You know, so, so I, I kind of am wondering about this a little bit. Like, do you, uh, do you, I know you guys spend a lot of time in like some pretty big buck states. I mean, but like, how often do you go out to a state and drive around for a week and not see a deer to make a play on? <clears throat> uh, I mean, here's the deal. I'm hunting. I, I, I only have so much time to hunt cause I got, I got to do my painting stuff and now I'm fishing a lot more mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I'm not going to go hunt five or six states and just keep going and going. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't care. I mean, I love to hunt and everything like that, but you know, give me a month. I'll go try to kill a couple of big bucks and, I got to move on to the next, you know, I like mm-hmm. the duck nut too. And my priorities, I got to keep them straight. You know, I can't sure. hunt deer for two months straight. So yeah. I, you know, there's lots of times. I mean, I can't tell you, like if you watch these DVDs, it seems like we're just deer everywhere, everywhere. Sometimes it's, it's hundreds of miles. Like I, this year I didn't, I was out there for this. will This will put a, this will, this will explain how tough it is. Sometimes I was there for 25 days straight in Kansas. Mm-hmm. And never, never had a real good opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I'm really good at making something happen. You know, I mean, sure. I, I see a situation, I make it happen, and and make a move. And um, you know, I got close on a couple decent bucks that I would have been really happy with shooting out there. But I gave it six or seven days, like seven days on that big one to try to get my volume, and I never did. So that I moved on. Mm-hmm. You know, so I could have shot a couple bucks, I think, in that first week you know, waiting for that big one. But I mean, I'm going out there to shoot a 220, you know? Yeah, Not for a, sure. You know, and I'm not going to go shoot a 140 or a 160, you know, the first couple of days when I'm looking for a big deer that, that, of that caliber. Mm-hmm. By the time I shoot a, a good buck, all of a sudden that big giant shows himself and yep. able to get put a move on him. And I can't, I just, that freak. Right. So. Yeah. It makes sense. So, do, I mean, in that case, like, do you ever, do you ever think about like, man, I just spent 25 days in Kansas and drove hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of miles trying to find a big buck and, you know, had a couple opportunities, but like, do you ever think about, well, if I'd have just, you know, walked in a mile somewhere on public and sat in a tree stand or, you oh, know, yeah. got, gave myself an observations, you know, some kind mm-hmm. of observation set that it would have, it would have, could have paid off better, you know? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that goes through my mind every time I'm out there, you know, yeah. there's, you know, doing what we're doing and finding that right situation on the ground is really, really tough. Sometimes it's just like, wow, this is easy, but you know, you got to keep going. This year was pretty tough. Wasn't a lot of deer out there. I really think they had a kill out there, mm-hmm. um, which you'll see on the DVD. There was a deer that I was petting, which you guys probably seen a little clips I've of seen that it. thing. Yep. Yep. I was itching, itching like a damn dog. And he, uh, <laughs> I think he had, I thought it was a head injury, but I think it was, um, you know, EHD or yep. chronic waste disease or something hitting them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know, man. I think they had a big kill. I mean, places where I was like, I'm a, we're going to roll in here. And there's going to be deer everywhere. Like there normally is the last couple of years. 
I mean, there was none, zero, yeah. like something happened. So, well, it was real dry up there. Yeah, it was real dry. Yeah, and I think that, but I think like early on they had some rains. So I think in a situation like that, a lot of time those EHD, the flies that carry that EHD. Mm-hmm. Um, exist in that mud from the early spring that is drying mm-hmm. out all summer. You know what I mean? And and so mm-hmm. I think that can really play a role when you get to late summer in the EHD wow. kills. Yeah, I don't stuff. know the lingo on that. Um, that's that's I mean, yeah, I don't really I don't really know the you know if somebody asked me the details on chronic and sure. EHD. I mean, I know some basic stuff, but I don't know the science. I got a couple buddies, uh, Mickey Hellickson. Yeah, he used to run King, Ranch. King Ranch. He's one of my best. Yeah, he's one of my best friends and. He um he's, he knows his stuff. So anytime I have a question, I just ask him. Yeah, sure. He knows <laughs> everything. A, I'm sure. So. He is he's the real deal. I actually, uh, partied with him for a little bit. He was up deer hunting in Iowa. Yeah. I used to run the ranch that him and all the guys for IBC that uh, Dennis Nixon and all them. I used uh-huh. to run their place in Iowa. Yeah, I, I knew yeah. that he had a place there in Iowa. So that's cool. So yeah. what is, uh, I know you, this has got to be on your mind right now, but, uh, spring fishing is not far away, right? Oh my God. I, dude, I love to hunt, but I am, I'm made up of bass fishing. Dude, me I too. We grew up on Lake Fork, you know, like we can't help it. But in January we start thinking about pitching a jig, you know what I mean? Oh, I'm ready right now, but <laughs> I mean, I put the bow and guns down, but I'm going, I mean, I got a lot, a lot of stuff going on here. So I'm fishing, I'm going to fitch all the. I made a couple bad mistakes here and there and just little errors that cost me. I really think if I would have just, you know, really legitly, I, I made a couple just stupid errors on my own part that cost me qualifying for the elite series. Mm-hmm. I think I could have made it, but that's part of bass fishing. You know, sure. everything's got to go right in the, in the opens and I'm going to fish all, I only fish four. I just finished the centrals this year. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna fish all nine. They're doing three divisions again next year, so What's, I'm gonna fish uh, all nine of them and make a real run for it. What are the opens in the south that you're fishing? I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully they're down in some of your jungles. I know. Get a hold of you. That's what I'm talking around. about. I mean, a lot of these lakes are. You know, I didn't grow up traveling all over the country fishing these lakes. You know, I fished tons of local tournaments. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd be bop you know, a little bit south, you know, to a couple states away type of deal. I mean, but I know how to break down a body of water. It's, you know, it's took years and years of learning how to do it and build, feel confident doing it, you know? Sure, yeah. And I got so sick of fishing tournaments around home, you know, people watching where you're at the next tournament, they're, you know, full strut out there on where you caught them the week before, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's just, I got, I get sick of it and you just, you ain't going to do nothing around home. So it's like, I'm going to go chase chase these tournaments i know i compete against these guys i just gotta put myself in a situation to make it happen man i'm ready sure dude it's awesome man i i I wish you the best if you're ever down here in lake fork or east texas anywhere man just holler at us we'd like to maybe share a boat with you i've always wanted to fish fork never have fish falcon yeah and uh lewisville obviously this year and sam rayburn and Mm -hmm. stuff like that but i'm ready to i like get out on fork i'm i'm into actually getting out there and maybe tossing around a um a big live shad and catching one of them big big bastards down there that want to play games don't yeah. eat nothing yeah we're we're fun. uh we're gonna be doing that some this year as well i'm not past putting a, <laughs> a black salty on a circle hook and letting it drift on a hump at 15 foot you know so <laughs> oh my god that'd be a riot dude. yeah I, that'd be fun i just you know what i mean i'm it's everything so strictly you know obviously 
um, artificial in tournaments and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to go out and catch a couple of these big bastards that just, they know the game, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's you know? right, man. Well, that's cool, dude. Well, like I said, I wish you luck uh, as you go through that, man. Thank Be you. rooting for you. I know a lot of guys look uh, look up to you just for your outdoor uh, kind of prowess or whatever. And, um, and I guess I, I just want to give you an opportunity here at the end to kind of just plug um, where people can see you chasing these deer around, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I'm, you know, Jared's company, Whitetail Adrenaline, I mean, he's he's got a great thing going. It's great to be a part of it. Um, I've been hunting with him for about five years now, and we get along awesome. He's one of my best friends, and mm-hmm. and uh, you can look up Whitetail Adrenaline on Instagram, Facebook, or on the website, whitetailadrenaline.com. And then I also have my social media pages, Instagram and Facebook, Chancey Walters Outdoors on Facebook, and and then Instagram, Chancey Walters. But uh, yeah. I just show all my artwork on there, um, my my fishing and hunting, and maybe some cooking. That's what I <coughs> love cool. to do. It's so. cool, man. You know the uh, the lure of it all. I think is a fan of ours. Um. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. She uh, she she told us uh, we were messaging on Instagram, and she was like. Uh, I can't remember what we were talking about. I think we were talking about the last time we had you on uh, for like mm-hmm. a full episode. And we were talking about, because you had like a date night that night or something, you know. And she was like, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, we were like, sorry, Chancey was late. That's our fault, you know. And she goes, no, that's just Chancey. Ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. yeah. No, she's the real deal. She's a good woman. She yeah. supports everything I love to do. And she's, uh, you know, I've always been one that I just like being single and doing my thing and, she is just so supportive, and cool. she is a hell of an outdoorsman herself. I mean, she's an yeah. amazing bow hunter, um, and she's a, she can flip a bait caster better than most men. So <laughs> that's cool, uh, man. She, she's yeah, she's she's a real deal, man. I I yeah, she's that's she's, awesome, dude. I don't know, what lucky to say, guy, man. man. I'm a very I'm a very lucky, fortunate human being. I have been blessed, but I am very very fortunate on all the things I've got to do in my life and the people I've got to meet, and it's. It's been unbelievable. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, I I have kept you a little longer than I said I would, but I appreciate you giving us some of your time. I know you're busy this time of year, and uh, best of luck in the opens, man. Man, I appreciate it. We'll keep in touch, guys. You guys have a great rest of your season. All right, thanks, Chancy. Yeah, she's definitely. Man, what an awesome story about a big buck, guys. We want to say a big thanks to Exodus Trail Cameras and Cobra Archery for being a part of this big buck breakdown. For sure, man. And also, if you want to check out what we do on a daily basis, maybe even see some of these big bucks, go to Instagram and follow us at The Element Wild. And then also subscribe on YouTube to keep up with what we're doing throughout the season. And subscribe on the podcast. And remember, this is your element. Living it. Cause a lot of frustration Brothers let's forgive and forget You ever get that feeling The walls closing in The concrete jungle suffocating you You crave some wide open spaces The chance to connect with nature Maybe in a spot all your own Well head over to land.com They've got ranches, forests, mountains, streams, you name it. Search by acreage. You can search by location. You can search by the kind of hunting and fishing you're dreaming of. Land.com. It is where the adventure begins. Hey, we're going to take a little break here and talk about interstate batteries. Now, if you're like me, enjoying the great outdoors, you need gear that is as reliable as it gets. That's why I power my adventures with interstate batteries. 
I use interstate batteries in my boats. I use interstate batteries in my camper. Great for your truck, too. From Alaska to Montana, they're outrageously dependable. Battery is essential. With over 150,000 dealer locations, finding one is easy. For all your vehicles, land or sea, choose interstate. Head to interstatebatteries.com and find your power today. 